0: So our reading today is from Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 to 8. Jesus stepped into a boat and crossed over and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take up your mat and go home. Then the man of God, then then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, were filled with all and that they praise god who had given such authority to man
1: thank you Acha. i watched the movie uh in the holidays called death to 2021 did anyone watch that uh the title of the movie probably gives away how this kind of mockumentary feels about 2021 uh, but i wonder what you think about uh the world at the moment What are the problems? What are the problems of this world? And this movie tried to kind of make fun of them. Uh, But to you, maybe it's climate change. That's our problem. Uh, Maybe it's uh, mental health and the things that we're suffering and dealing with. The problem is cancer and trying to fix that. Uh, What's the problem with the world? Maybe it's we look at the geopolitical kind of fighting and and, uh, shifts of power and that's the problem. Uh, And we can kind of look at these problems out there and think um, maybe we get anxious, maybe we get worried. And so what we do, we say, keep calm and carry on. Or maybe keep calm and study hard. Think through. As we consider the problems out there, how are we responding? Uh, Keep calm and hug your dog. That helps if you're a dog person. I'm allergic to dogs. That sucks. That sucks. Uh, keep calm and stay cool. But I wonder for you, what, what are you going to when you're faced with anxiety and stress and these problems out there, how do we respond? You know what? None of these solutions really work, do they? Because, I mean, the reality is, what I think is that they're trying to solve something, solve a problem out there, which has actually been misdiagnosed. this miss the problem really well. And so as we look towards 2022, where are you going to find wholeness? Where are you going to find your peace in your, your, um, your life? Uh, we come to Matthew's Gospel, uh, Matthew chapter 9. And, uh, over the last year or two, we've been working through Matthew's Gospel. We're up to chapter 9. And uh, what Matthew is trying to show us is that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the promised king, the one who's going to rule over all. He's going to bring and usher in this life, usher in this restoration to God. Uh, And what we've just seen in Matthew's gospel is uh, the calming of the storm as Jesus has authority over the physical nature. And then we get this story of Jesus uh, healing a man who is possessed by a demon and we see Jesus' authority over the demonic. And tonight, as we come to chapter 9, uh, we see again Jesus' authority, and his authority over sin. That's where we're going. Jesus has authority over our sin. Uh, the real problem with the world. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get stuck into God's Word. I'm um, looking forward to it. I really feel like God wants to speak. It's a simple message, uh, but I think it's one we need to hear in this new year that Jesus is authority. Let me pray for us. Uh, Jesus, thank you so much just as we've been praying that we can gather together as your body. Lord, would you open our hearts? I know we've heard these things many times before, but I pray Holy Spirit, come again afresh and speak to us. Lord, open our hearts to see and I pray for some maybe here tonight who have been resisting you and rejecting you i pray lord tonight for an open heart to receive the good news of your gospel would you do that lord we're relying on you to pray and I also pray for uh, people here tonight who just need that spiritual refreshing in the new year lord that you'd come and speak and renew our vision of who you are would you do this lord we pray in jesus name amen well have your bibles open i'm gonna be a good boy and have it too uh Matthew chapter 9, and I'm going to read from verses 1 and 2. Uh, Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, your sins are forgiven. So just imagine that scene. You've got this group of people. They've got their friend, he's paralyzed, and they bring him before Jesus. And another one of Jesus's, another one of the Gospels, uh, it describes this crowd uh, and these guys having to bustle through with their friend to present their paralyzed mate before Jesus. And imagine Jesus is looking down at this man, and you wonder, and you think, what do you think this paralyzed man's problem is? I mean, isn't it obvious he can't? walk. That's his problem. And so as Jesus then responds to him, he sees something different. He saw the man's need deeper than his physical disability. Because you know what I think Jesus knew? That even if this man could walk perfectly, if his legs were all good, he would still have a problem. He would still have a problem in his heart. A paralysis of his separation from God and so Jesus' response is shocking it was shocking to the teachers of the law that's why they're so peeved by it because what Jesus saw was into this man's spiritual state the paralyzed man's greatest problem was his spiritual condition his spiritual condition is sin so when you look around you and we look think about the problems that you're facing do we consider what really might be our problem? Brokenness is legitimate. I want to say this. Jesus cares about it, He cares about all those things I mentioned before. But I believe He wants to diagnose something deeper in all of us. You recognize your spiritual need. Jesus sees the man and he, and he recognizes that what he needed were sins forgiven, that actually our sins separate us from God. And that is the deepest problem that we have, is that we're separated from God. Our greatest problem, our greatest crisis in this world is that we are separated from God. And you see the men at that time, they had faith to recognize that. I don't think they fully saw, but they had the faith to see that they needed Jesus, and Jesus sees their faith. He sees their faith, and Jesus, what he does, he doesn't just diagnose this man's problem and say, "Your problem is your sin." But what we're going to see, he actually offers offers a, a deeper solution. How's Jesus going to respond? How's how's Jesus going to fix this man's problem? And you see, his solution, Jesus' solution is more than just painkillers. I mean, this is kind of obvious, I know, but just consider this for a moment. He could have just given him some medicine. He would have been healed and everything was good. Imagine, imagine there was such a vaccine that we could just jab ourselves and we would never have any sickness and we'd live up to 100 and all would be sweet. Imagine if you had access to that. Why didn't Jesus just give that to this man? You see, the man's problem was deeper than just his physical state. And Jesus's solution was more than just something on the surface. His solution is more than just painkillers. And Jesus's solution to the problem is more than just a new political system. Because Jesus could have looked at the paralyzed man and thought, you know what's needed, is we need to overthrow the Roman government and create universal healthcare. And you know what, I love that in Australia we have universal healthcare. And I think as a lot of Christians have been at the forefront of healthcare over the centuries. But you see, Jesus, what he came to on earth was more than just to bring about a new political system. More than just health care. His solution as well was more than just work this out. As he looks at the paralyzed man and his friends, he didn't just say, work this out for yourself. It's kind of self-help. You, got to, you, can, just, you can fix it. Uh, you've got all the re- resources. If you work hard enough, you can do it. Jesus' solution is more than just work this one out yourself. See, what Jesus would offer is salvation. What Jesus was wanting to do, what he was offering this paralyzed man, was he wanted wanted to cut through right to the very, very inner part of this man's broken soul. This is what he needed. This is what he truly needed, and Jesus wanted to offer it. As he says to the man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. What does that mean? What does this mean? You see, what separated the man from God, his sins has now been removed. That barrier between God and between this man is gone. Jesus looks at him, and he declares him, essentially righteous. Your sins are forgiven. This is the offer of Jesus to make us spiritually whole. Again, true wholeness, true peace, true life, because what stands between us and God is removed. He says, son, your sins are forgiven. I love this. Before he says that, what does he say? Look down there. Before he says, son, your sins are forgiven. He says, take heart. You see, Jesus' forgiveness of sins gives courage. It gives us peace. Take heart. This is the path to true wholeness. This is the path to true, deeper, abiding satisfaction. Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. Tonight, is this your story? Is this your experience? still wrestling with that anxiety and that fear and that shame before God have you accepted this offer for yourself and I want to say the problems that you are facing are real and legitimate maybe you are fearing climate change and that's real and significant maybe you are someone who's suffering personally or someone in your life suffering they are real and significant but I've got a question, if everything in your life in 2022 was all sweet, you were totally healed, everything is going good for you, we'd still be left with something missing. We'd still be in need of God and a relationship with our Creator. This is what Jesus is doing. He's answering that question of our deepest spiritual state and peace. my encouragement have faith and come to Jesus for your sin it's simple you've heard it I know many of you have have faith come to Jesus for the forgiveness of your sin because you will never be good enough nothing we can do all all our righteousness and all the good things that we do were never enough we needed this from Jesus this solution this salvation to save us from our spiritual death. And it would only happen because Jesus himself would die on the cross, take our sins, and bear them. And I wonder this year, maybe you've already botched it. Maybe those old habits of your old life are resurfacing and you're still struggling there. Maybe there's fear, maybe there's hate and lust and greed and you feel ashamed that you're far from God. You struggle to open your Bible and you feel like you can't pray. Listen to Jesus tonight. He says, Take heart, son and daughter, your sins are forgiven. Don't wait to fix yourself. Come to Him, receive Him. This is the love of Jesus to come before you. Take heart, have courage, smile. You've been restored to God, He loves you, He fixes what's deepest wrong with us. And hey, we're going to face some stuff this year. There's going to be things in our life that you're going to have to wrestle with as we wait for Jesus to come back and and restore the world to how he wants it to be. But what you can walk in is the confidence and the courage to know that you and God, you're sweet. Your sins are forgiven all because of Jesus. All because of him. As we put our faith in him. And so my question for you tonight, do you know this deep? down in your gut. And I know, there's, I know some of you guys are wrestling with doubt. And that's why I want to ask you again tonight. Do you know this deep in your gut? And how can we have this? Because let me tell you, Jesus wants you to know this. Look at verse 6. Jesus is responding to the teacher of the law. They're, they're arguing and they're, and they're objecting. And Jesus says this. I love this. But I want you to know I want you to know. I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. I want you to know. Let's get this in our gut tonight. How do we know this? How do we get this in our gut? Well, this is my third point for tonight. Divine authority. What does he mean by the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins? I want to give three uh, points, Jesus' answer. Uh, The first is... Just simple logic. Uh, I know some of you guys are linear thinkers, right? That's me. I I like to think straight. Uh, Listen to this logic from Jesus, right? As he's responding to the Pharisees, he's saying, which is easier, right? To tell this man your sins are forgiven or to tell this man to take up your mat and, and walk. See, this is the logic, right? If Jesus has authority over physical sickness, it's not a stretch to say that he would be the one who has come from God to bring that restoration to our spiritual state. And this is why there's no getting around Jesus' miracles. And they're very important because they give credibility to his message. The man got up and walked. Matthew's not trying to paint some legend or fable here. He's telling us that this happened. Jesus got up. I mean, Jesus was up. But the paralyzed man got up. And what? You see, as we think about the divine authority for Jesus to say, Son, daughter, your sins are forgiven. He has that authority because he proves he's got authority over all his creation. And what he's going to do, if you keep reading this gospel, is that as the Son of God, he's going to rise from the dead. He. This doesn't happen. This is a miracle. I mean, for two thousand years, Christians have been saying that Jesus is alive. I mean, we're believers in something astoundingly impossible. As we look at the facts that Jesus really did rise from the dead, and because he did rise from the dead, you can have that courage, have that confidence to know that your sins are forgiven. You are made right with God that the miracles of jesus is the divine authority tells us the logic that he really is the son of God. i'm going to get back to that title in a minute but he is the one who has the authority to bring about our spiritual restoration that's the first point the second one is that what jesus does in his divine authority is he rewrites the script. you see at the time the way that it went was that if you are sick They'd often associate that with with the fact that you had sinned. So they would have assumed that this paralyzed man deserved what he got. It's kind of like an early form of karma. He was paralyzed because maybe he sinned or maybe his parents or his grandparents sinned. That's what they kind of thought at the time. And so what Jesus is doing in this moment is he sees the teachers of the law and those, he, he rewrites, he flips on his head and he shows that it wasn't because this man sinned that there's that he was paralyzed. But as Jesus has compassion over him and he declares, because I think this is much as Jesus is talking to everyone else as he is about talking to this man. He is the compassion to declare, to declare that this man is forgiven, that he is righteous, that his sins are forgiven, then to heal him. So Jesus flicks the script on that. And the last thing I want to say on this point of divine authority is that he gives this casual name drop. Uh, This is the drop the mic moment because sometimes we can miss it. Uh, He identifies himself as, verse 6, the Son of Man. You've probably heard this heaps of times. If you've read the Gospels, Jesus kind of talks about himself as the Son of Man. But I think it was no mistake that Jesus knew exactly what he was referring to when he identified himself as this. And I think this is why the teachers of the law were so angry at him. And we had such a fuss about this and we're going to crucify him because he was associating himself with this loaded term, son of man. So I'm going to take you there. Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. Listen to these words. In light of what Jesus has just said, this is me, right? Listen to this. Uh, Daniel has a vision. In my vision at night, I looked and there before me was was one like a son of man. Coming with the clouds of heaven, he approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. Let's just stop for a minute there. So you've got this kind of person coming in the clouds, the sun, one like the son of man, and he approaches the ancient of days, and we're, we're going to see that that's God. God is the ancient, the everlasting one. The son of man comes. Verse fourteen. He was given. He was given. This son of man was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. And so as Jesus comes on the scene with absolute authority, he says, I'm the son of man. I'm the one who is going to reign and rule for all eternity. I'm the one who's going to come and bring justice and rule. And so as he sees this man paralyzed and said, Son, your sins are forgiven, because he is the Son of Man, because he is the one with absolute authority, he can say that his sins are forgiven. And it is true that he could restore this man's soul, that he can restore your soul. That whatever sins you're wrestling with, whatever kind of brokenness you're experiencing, the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, the one who has prophesied it's come. He's risen from the dead and he reigns on high and he's coming again. And we're going to see the fullness of this prophecy. Tonight, he says, son, your daughter, your sins are forgiven. You can come to him. This is the type of authority that Jesus has. So what does this mean? What does this mean for us? My third point, divine authority, is that you can trust that Jesus will restore you. You can trust that your sins are forgiven. You can let go of that shame. You can let go of your guilt. Put it away. Have courage, have confidence, have assurance. Take it to the bank. With absolute divine authority, Jesus risen from the dead, Powerful over the miraculous. He has come and he tells you tonight you can be restored to God. So how are we going to respond to this? We see this in verse 8. The crowds, they see this. They're amazed. Verse 8, when the crowds saw this, they were filled with awe and they praised God who had given such authority to men. And you know what, Matthew, I think he's calling to attention uh, this response. And uh, often when there's a miracle in the Gospels, you'll see this reference to how people are responding. Uh, And so we've got the crowd, but we've also got some other responses. And so I just want to briefly go over three kinds of responses to Jesus, because we've got this powerful, amazing news. But it can't just be there, We we need a response. What Jesus has done, we need to respond to. Uh, So let's look firstly at resistance. Uh, The teachers of the law, verse 3 and 4. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Isn't that interesting? i would never seen that before until I was studying this week. This evil thoughts of the Pharisees. Why was it evil? You know, they had this objection. You see, what they were doing was they were rejecting Jesus. In their evil, they were wallowing up to the surface all this self-righteousness. I don't, I don't need your authority. I've got it right here. I've got my system here where I'm going to be perfect and holy. And it's also they were rejecting the paralyzed man. In their evil thoughts, I think what they're doing here is actually as well, they're not just rejecting Jesus. They're rejecting that Jesus would restore that man. Because remember, they associated sickness with sin. So that man doesn't deserve what Jesus has to give. So in their evilness, they're rejecting Jesus' authority and rejecting Jesus' compassion for the man. Is that how some of you are responding? I mean, maybe this is harder to identify with because, hey, you're here tonight. You must not mind Jesus that much. Does his authority, though, does it confront you? Does the authority of Jesus confront you and I think the world will tolerate a nice Jesus but it won't tolerate when Jesus says I'm the son of God with all authority again I say this is, might be harder to identify with but I found this challenging to think about um, the hearts of the Pharisees they, they, they part of it was they were rejecting Jesus and his authority but they were also rejecting that Jesus would bless this man And I, and I want to question you tonight do you ever get frustrated when God blesses someone else and not you? Have you ever had that in your heart? Maybe someone that you don't like has has a spiritual moment, repents and comes to God, or maybe they receive a blessing and answer to prayer and you just that resistance in your heart, I think. We need to resist that and reject that. That's the first response that might be. Second response it's the crowd I want to make mention of. You see, the crowd liked what Jesus was doing; they were amazed. But you know what? I don't actually think Matthew is applauding the crowd's response. I don't. I don't think this was what was uh, what Jesus was wanting. I, I think uh, applause wasn't enough. And again, Jesus kind of makes reference to the crowd again and again and again. Uh, but here is they kind of like what happened. But as you continue to read Matthew's Gospel, actually what Jesus is calling for is more than just an applause. He wants your life. He wants total devotion. Jesus was looking for men like the men who were bringing the paralyzed man to him, just total surrender to him, total reliance on Jesus, and Jesus sees their faith. And I like that the next very, and I think Matthew's intentional, the very next story in the gospel there is Jesus calls Matthew sitting in a tax collector's booth. What does he say? Follow me. And in Luke's gospel, it describes Matthew leaving everything and following him. Maybe the crowd is someone that you think maybe you identify with tonight. You know, you're kind of part of it all. You're around it. You like what's happening. Maybe there's still something in you that's just holding back to following Jesus. Maybe you appreciate the community, entertained by the preaching. I hope uh, maybe you get a kick out of the music, even love God a little bit in your heart. you know you kind of like the idea. but you're pretty safe watching on and enjoying the comforts of the world with no real surrender to the authority of Jesus' life. This is what Jesus is going to be calling for. It's total surrender. Because there is a type of response that is different, that Jesus sees and he receives. And that's faith. The faith, the faith of the friends and the paralyzed man who came to Jesus, Jesus saw their faith. And, hey, these guys were nothing special. They weren't your kind of pastors in training or or anything fancy. But they just knew that they needed Jesus and they gave up all the pretense. All the pretending and they just were vulnerable just honestly coming to Jesus completely with their lives just gave it all and that's the thing about the gospel is is that it, it costs you nothing it's everything what Jesus did totally his divine authority to declare over your life your sins are forgiven but it does also cost everything we're to Give all to Him. Surrender our lives to Him. Say, I can't do this. I need you, God. This is what it means to put our faith in Jesus, is to surrender and to trust Him, to give it all. And that's hard. And yet so simple, It, it takes nothing from you to give it all. Have you put your faith in Jesus and received the forgiveness of your sins? And I know many of you have. But hey, we can hear this again and again and again. Right? We need the wholeness that Jesus offers. We must continue to put our faith in him. Put away shame. Put away that guilt. Turn away from those sins that separate you from God. And know that he has come with absolute divine authority to bring you to the Father. Adopt you as his child completely to love. And so Are you trusting in Jesus as the Son of God with your life? It is the best life. So throw out the keep calm and carry on. Instead, take heart. Take heart that your sins are forgiven, that you are restored to God. He's got a place for you. And He's not waiting for you to sort it all out. He invites you now. He invites you now. So be renewed in him speaking to you tonight and if you haven't maybe you're just like i need to move from the crowd to devotion to be a follower don't wait don't wait come to him and he will receive you. absolutely he loves you he longs for a relationship with you he longs for your life and he wants to usually use you greatly in his kingdom in his body so let me pray for us today. Jesus, we come before you, and just as we sung before, all hail King Jesus, the Savior of the world. Lord, we love you. We worship you. You are so great and merciful that even in this small little story, we see your power and goodness to forgive us of our sins. Lord, forgive us when we get so consumed by other problems that we neglect our spiritual state. Lord, I pray just over everyone here tonight for your courage, for your wholeness, for your peace. I pray, Lord, for those who are still holding on to something else, waiting for something else, expecting of something else before they come to you. I pray, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would speak to their hearts in this moment, that they might receive you the forgiveness of sins, a place in your kingdom that lasts forever and ever and ever. Lord, I want to pray for the weary Christian here tonight who's feeling flat, who's feeling like 2021 was just a rut. And I pray, Lord, for a renewal, that you might bring spiritual life again to these hearts that they wouldn't doubt but look into the face of the Son of Man who's come with absolute authority to restore them and bring peace. So I pray over them, Lord. Renew them. Take away any shame, Lord. None of us have got this right or perfect. But Lord, You, You are perfect. You are great. So Lord, renew us by Your Spirit. Come and meet us now. Nothing of ourselves, everything of you. Lord, we thank you and praise you, Jesus. And all God's children said, Amen.